Hi, thanks for joining your Body Advocate podcast. I'm Ruth Cummings, your host, and today I want to talk about how prayer affects your body. Let's take a deep breath to relax. Ready? All right, here we go. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. The podcast dedicated to supporting and improving your body-mind connection so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life, dissolving one body tension at a time. Discover the healing properties of your own body language, and together, let's explore ways to support and improve essential self-talk. Now, here's your host, Master of Encouragement and Body-Mind Life Coach, Ruth Cummings. Okay, how does prayer affect our body? So, prayer does a lot for our body, or else it wouldn't be so popular. And there's all types of ways to pray. I'm going to list three later in the podcast. But I wanted to talk about how does it affect your body. It calms your body. We know that it will calm your heart rate and your breathing like that. But what else it does is it calms your your inner spirit, right? So it it's calm. If you haven't prayed before, so I would say what prayer does is it grounds you and it brings everything together to the middle of your body and it calms you, it grounds you. So if you haven't tried prayer before, um, I'm going to give you three, like I said, but you want to really be silent for just sometimes literally just a few seconds, but sometimes it's longer. So some of the prayers that I've mentioned before are to protect you. And I do this like in a massage or if I'm feeling really scared while I'm driving or if I'm walking by myself, like last night, I went to a late dinner with some business people and I was walking to my car and I'm praying for protection. That type of prayer is silent and very quick. This types, all types of prayer brings in some, in my opinion, some protection for you. And it emits like a positive um, energy around you. Okay, so the number one thing that it does, in my opinion, is that it creates ease and calms you. Okay, the next thing I have is that it helps heal. It helps heal all types of things. Pain is one of the main things. My husband going through a lot of pain right now with his cancer and his cancer treatments. He's praying whenever he's in pain to help ease that pain. And the prayer does help. At night when he's in pain and he can't sleep, we say the Our Father prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, that, that prayer. We say that prayer very slowly over and over like a meditative um, state and that does create some pain relief but not just pain like physical pain what if you have heartache that type of pain prayer can ease that pain um, if you have pain from just not knowing your purpose or not knowing where you are being lonely different types of pain like that prayer can also heal that so prayer heals it heals all types of things so the next one I have is that prayer engages hope. I love that word that engages hope. My husband and I were just talking about this, and I loved, he said, it, it engages hope for him. And it engages hope by 
by bringing the pain down, by grounding you, by seeing that you have a way of changing your state of mind and not just your mind, but your body, your state of your body, the state of mind. And it can create that grounding, calming, pain relief, loneliness relief. Okay. So that's really cool. It engages hope because when you feel that, you're like, oh, okay, okay, I can do this. And that's what it does is it engages hope. So cool. Also, like when I'm my example of walking to the car and I'm feeling worried or, or unsafe, it also engages hope with that. Like I feel safer. Okay. And the last one I have for today is it allows us to let go. And I love the statement, if you are, if you believe in God, there's a statement, it lets, allows you to let go and let God so that you don't take on the world, don't be the manager of the world, and you allow just your shoulders to drop. And instead of being up like this and taking on all the overwhelm of the world, all the to-do lists, all the things that have to be done in order for this to happen, I'm very guilty of that. And it, you know, it allows you to just calm your body down and let go of that need to be in control, that need to have to have it done right now, the need to have to have A done before B and then B done before C. Those are so unimportant. Right? So it allows us to let go. And then I love that statement, to let go and let God. In that statement, if if you've been if you've been brought up in a religious family, so that what that means is that you um, let God take over. You let God be the guide. You let God take the burden. Those types of things. So I wanted to also talk about just three types of prayers. There are a gazillion types of prayers, but I'm just going to mention three. So there's mealtime prayer. So if you've been brought up in a family where you pray together before you eat, it's very, very powerful. It's very calming and brings the family together, even if you're fighting. In our family, we hold hands, or if we don't hold hands while we're praying, we all hold hands after. And it's just you create traditions in your family about praying. Here's my meal prayer for dinner at our house. This is one of them. Bless, O oh Lord, this food to our use, and make us ever mindful for the needs of others and for the needs of ourselves, and bless everyone at this table, friends and family, that they are healed and are happy. Amen. That's one of them. We add different things to that one. So some very simple examples of meal prayers are, thank you, God, for this food. Please let it nourish me and let it give me what I need to have energy and to heal for the rest of the day. Amen. Or thank you for this food. I appreciate having this food. Please let it nourish me and heal me. Thank you. Something like that if you don't want to say God. So meal prayers are excellent. And you can also do them silently, which is one of my third prayers in just a second. Another type of prayer that I like to mention to people is a prayer chain. So you, what you do is you have several friends or colleagues, and you either call or email, and you say, hey, I'm praying for John. Could you pray for John? And they say, of course, I can pray for John. And then that per person calls the next person, and you have a list of people on a chain. We call that a prayer chain. And so you could do that with your mom and then a friend and then you so they call somebody but you also call more than one person 
So the prayer chain is so effective because let's say you call three people and those people call three people. That's kind of how exponentially it gets spread around so many people. And you can get one prayer just across uh, the globe now with the internet. So that's a prayer chain. It could be really quick and you don't have to give them any details. You could just say, hey, could you pray for John? He's He has cancer right now and he's in pain today. But you don't have to say that. You don't even have to say the name, but it is helpful just to let you know to have a name so that you can just, so you're not just saying, pray for this person with cancer. And, you know, it's better to have just the first name. You don't have to give too much information and you don't have to, you could just say, uh, Joe is in surgery. Could you please pray for Joe who's in surgery? And then you ask your friends to to um, call their next person. I have a list of people. So like it's me and then my mom. And my mom has a lot of prayer chains. And then like my my neighbors, my brother, right? It's just a list of people. And so they then call their person. So it's up to them. And you don't have to get real serious about it. But just have your, I have my about five people I call, and I can just say, hey, can you help me pray for this? So that's a prayer chain. Very effective. I always feel so helped. You know, I just feel so uh, like I'm receiving um, God's love and people's love when I do like that, because it's so fast. And it's great, because I'll get texts back saying, hey, I'm praying for this person that I didn't even call that got it from the prayer chain. So um, a prayer chain, if you could set that up, it's so fun, so effective great way to pray. Okay. And then um, silent prayers is my third type of prayer for today. You can do a silent prayer anywhere. So if you're not used to praying, let's say you could, you could, uh, while you're driving, you can pray standing in an elevator when you're at work around a lot of people. Let's say you're about to work, walk into an intense meeting. You could just say, please protect me. Allow me to be my best right now. I want my highest self to meet their highest self. Boom. That's a good one. I always say, allow my highest, my best person to meet their best person. You please help that happen. Amen. But you're saying that inside, right? There's another one that I talk about in another podcast where I'm protecting myself. Like I said, that's a really good podcast to go look at. If you feel like you need protection, especially in, in work where you're touching people or where you're with people very close all the time, doctors, nurses, therapists, um, personal trainers, when you're with people very close all the time, that's your job day after day, there's times where you're just like, whoa, their energy is just uh, draining, uh, maybe even uh, feels not safe, just different types of energy that you can protect yourself from. Silent prayer. So silent prayer is gratefulness. Silent prayer is protection. Silent prayer to send, send love and healing to another person. When I'm doing that silent prayer also, Sometimes with when there's not anybody around, I'll do a type of qigong where uh, a type of you bring energy and then you send it to that person. So like if you know they're in California and you're in New Mexico, right, I am going to face west and I'm going to bring love from the earth and from God and from me. And then I send it to them to the west. And I just I see it then reaching them and just bathing them in love and healing light, that type of, so that's also a silent prayer. You can do that without having to do this, this motion, but I, then I see it in my head, in my mind's eye, I see that happening, that love and healing 
coming from inside me, from God, from the earth, from everything. I put it in a ball, and I gently send that to them and have that just drape over them to heal them. Okay? So that's not, that's, I guess that's a fourth type of prayer. But I have it in the silent realm, and I can do it, you know, when no one's around, like right now. And I'm doing it like this. So those are four types of prayers and the four types of ways that the body is affected by prayer. So I hope that you can make prayer a daily practice for you. If you do it already, awesome. And which types do you do? I would love to hear. There's a lot of people who don't know how to pray. So maybe look at some people around you and just make sure, you know, can I pray with you? Can I pray for you? Sometimes people get effect, uh, offended. And I would like to press the the idea that it's really just love from one to another. So it can't doesn't have to be religious connotation, just love from one to another. That's kind of what I, how I see prayer. All right, you guys, have a lovely day, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Your Body Advocate with Ruth Cummings. We're so glad you've joined us today and truly believe you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. To connect with Ruth, work with Ruth, or to grab your free ebook, go to ruthcummings.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, friends, be open, include the unincluded, think outside the box, and spread love and kindness one smile at a time.